Hello and welcome to our weekly podcast from Faith Point Church, Auckland, New Zealand. We hope you will encounter God afresh in this week's teaching segment. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to hear more, then you can visit us at www.faithpoint.org.nz. And now for today's message. So I want to talk to you about this empty tomb this morning. But before we get on to it, I'd like to just backtrack a little bit this morning. If you're human, tap the person next door and say, are you human this morning? Are you human this morning? You look pretty human. You look pretty human to me. No aliens present this morning in the service. But the reality is, the reality is this morning, church, is that is that all of us, because we are human, all of us at one stage or another have felt the full force of what it means to have an empty life, to experience what it means to have an empty heart, a heart that is yearning for something that we're not quite sure what it is, but we feel empty today. You know, an empty gas tank, it's frustrating. It's frustrating, but it's not the end of the world. An empty milk carton, Right when you're about to have your breakfast cereal, it's frustrating, but we have the corner dairy to go down to and grab that uh, carton of milk that we can bring back. An empty bank account. We're getting a little bit more serious here now. An empty bank account. Most of us at one stage of our lives, especially in our early working lives, we know what an empty bank account feels like and all the frustrations that go along with that. But the truth is, some stage in your future, the empty bank account will turn around and you will find at some stage some dollars and extra dollars will be put into that bank account. So an empty bank account, that's not the end of the world. An empty nest. How many of you have experienced an empty nest in some way, shape or form? If any of you have had kids have grown up and it's they've all left home, it can be an amazingly empty feeling that you can have. But you know what I've discovered about kids that leave home? They come back. You know that? They come back. Sometimes they come back with a vengeance when we don't want them to come back. Amen? We're saying, oh, it's you again. You know? Because, and why do they come back? Because they've got an empty bank account. Yeah, that's right. This morning. And so we, 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 can, we can align, uh, we can sympathize with what it feels like when suddenly mum and dad or just mum or just dad are there because your partner, your lifetime partner's passed away and the emptiness that we experience. So all these things are frustrating, friends, but what about an empty life? An empty life, an empty heart, that's a different thing altogether because you know why? A heart is not a thing. A heart is real. A heart is part of who you are this morning. And if you're experiencing an empty heart this morning, then, then this morning we need to understand that it has some ramifications on our life when we're experiencing spiritual emptiness. When we get up in the mornings and our get up and go is gone, where we feel like there's nothing to look forward to in our life, where we feel there's a lack of hope within our hearts. You know, how do you cope when you, you're walking around with a broken heart? It's not just empty, but it's broken. And you feel broken as a result of all the, the, the nasty feelings that you're experiencing inside, the depression, the anxiety, the difficulties that you may be facing right now that's, that's playing around and meddling with that empty heart that you may be experiencing. 
And all of us know at some stage, because we live in a fallen world, we all know what it's like to experience disappointments. Where we had an expectation that it was going to go this way. But that expectation fell short. And as a result, we're, we're wrestling with extreme disappointments within our life. And sometimes we don't know how to reconcile those. So I want to ask you this morning, how do we fix an empty heart? Most things can be fixed, but the heart is a little bit different. It's real. It's a part of who you are as a person. Inside your heart is a soul. Inside your life are is a mind and, and the will, the seat of power within your life where you make decisions out of your soul life, where every person gets the opportunity because God created us with the freedom of choice, where we get to choose rightly or wrongly within our life. And so at the seat of our heart, at the seat of our soul, there is the ability to make decisions. And we all know what it's like when you've made the wrong decision. We all know what it's like to face the consequences in our life of bad decisions. And conversely, we also know what it's like when we sow and we reap back into our life good decisions and we receive the blessing and the bounty of God within our life. But I want to tell you something today that we all understand because love is a universal language. You don't have to go to university to understand the language of love. The language is love is what your heart speaks. And when your heart is void of love, when your heart, there is no love, you feel the emptiness because something's happened inside of you where there's a hole in your heart and you've been leaking over the months and over the years. And suddenly you find yourself feeling unloved, feeling disappointed, feeling the distractions of life that have led you down a pathway that is now causing you to reap the decisions of your life this morning. That heart is the inner control room. It's the control center of our life. Proverbs puts it like this. Above everything in your life, guard your heart. Why? Because out of your heart flows the issues of your life. Or the course or the direction of your life is set by your heart. Therefore, we need to guard what's going on here in your heart so well. So what happens with an empty heart? You see, God never designed us. He never intended us to be running on empty. He has a plan, a specific plan for every man, every woman, and every child to do with that control center in your life this morning. Jesus said these words from John 10 Verse 10, the thief only comes to steal and kill and destroy. Here's God's plan for your life this morning. If you don't know what God's plan is for you as a human being this morning, here it is in very short sentence. But I, Jesus Christ, have come that you might have life and that you might live it to its full, one translation says. Another translation says that you might experience the abundance of, the overflowing goodness of God within your life. Can I ask you a question? Does that sound like a fair representation of your heart this morning? Because if it's not, I want to tell you something. There's so much more for you to experience 
in this world, if you will touch base with the one who designed you and the one who made you to experience what Jesus said here. And why, friends, why is it that we're struggling? Why is it that, that there's this sense of emptiness that so often invades our life? I can remember before I met Christ the many wild Friday nights and Saturday nights that I would have, and then I would wake up on Sunday morning and I would feel so desperately empty. My heart would be aching inside because I knew there was more, that someone somehow had designed me for more than a hangover, more than feeling crook for the next day before I had to get myself together to get back to work on Monday morning. You know what I'm talking about. Many of you do. The deep void, the deep emptiness that plagues so many lives in our nation. You were never designed for that. And let me tell you the reason why we experience so much heartache is because of this, friends. Jesus revealed it in the same breath. He said, there is a thief. Everybody say a thief. There is a thief. What does a thief do? He steals. He takes from you. A thief will take from you. And he said, there is a thief that has come to the human race. And he's come to steal from you what God intended for you. He's come to kill where God said, I want life. He's come to snuff that life out, to steal, kill, and destroy. That is the thief's plan. And Jesus revealed the identity of the thief. The thief is Satan, a once powerful archangel in heaven, in charge of music in heaven, who once was a very, very powerful being until one day he said, I will be like God. And God said, there's not room in heaven for two of us. Someone's got to go and it's not me. And he was cast down to the regions of the earth. Friends, this might sound like a fanciful fairy tale to you, but I want to tell you every day you turn on the six o'clock news, you will see the results. You will see the reaping of what the thief is doing in our world and in our society, where nation arising against nation, where there's killing, pillaging, where there's destruction, where there's rape, where there's child molestation. Right around the world, we see what the thief is doing. But Jesus said, that was never my plan. He said, my plan was for my creation to experience the fullness of life, to experience the surge of what it means to be connected to your Creator, to feel what it means to be a channel of love that's been poured from heaven into your heart. Friends, it changes everything. Once you meet the one who has abundant life, then suddenly the disappointments go. Suddenly the ache, suddenly the void disappears as you heard the tapestry of human lives around communion this morning. God has a plan. And I thank God this Resurrection Sunday morning that empty is not always bad. Can I hear an amen today? I thank God that the angel said to Mary as she went looking for Jesus' dead body, why are you looking for the living among the dead? He said, for he is not here. He has risen. And I want to finish this talk up today. And everyone's going, yeah, praise God. Pastor James is preaching short today. Although somebody once said when, you, when he's coming in for, the, for a landing, it may, may be a long landing. Amen? <laughs> but why has this empty tomb got such a ramification upon our lives this morning, upon the whole human race? Well, to understand that, we must first understand the true identity of Jesus. 
Many people just think he was a religious leader. Many just people think he was a great prophet. But when we look into the Bible, we understand his true identity. And when we understand his true identity, we understand why his resurrection has life-changing meaning to the human race this morning. John the Apostle wrote in his first chapter about Jesus' identity in verse 14 of chapter 1. He said this, And the Word became flesh. Who was the Word? The Word was the one that spoke the earth into being. The Word was the one that created everything that is around about us. And now John is saying that this Word that created all that we see around us has become flesh, has become a human being. That God left the dwelling of heaven and He became a human being. This is what this verse is telling us about Jesus' true identity. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Friends, this verse tells us something about Jesus. First of all, it tells us that he was alive before he was born. Can I hear an amen? That he was in the beginning. He was the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was, he is, and he forever will be. He's the eternal word who was there right from the beginning of the foundations of the world. And it tells us that he came and was born as a human being for a purpose. And that purpose is what we're celebrating today. That purpose is what we're rejoicing over today, where the word became a human being. And it says this about him, that there was a glory that was over him. The glory, which was the, is the representation of the true God. And we saw that glory, friends, in the life of Jesus. Wherever Jesus went, do you know who he mixed with? He didn't mix, mix with the rich and famous. He didn't mix with the Hollywood and the Bollywood stars of his day. Do you know who he mixed with? He mixed with the prostitutes. He mixed with the tax collectors. He mixed with the lowly of society because he had an answer for their lives and he wanted to fix the problem of the empty heart. You know why the Bible says not many rich people enter the kingdom? It's because they don't see their need. They think they have everything that they want. With their, with their bank accounts being full, they don't think that they have a need for God within their lives. So Jesus came to the ones who were sick. He came to the ones that needed a doctor. He came to the ones who were the poor, the destitute, the lowly. He came to them and he mixed and spent time with them. Do you know what? They gave him a nickname. Do you know what his nickname was? Friend of sinners. Jesus had a nickname, friend of sinners. People say to me sometimes when I'm sharing a, about uh, coming to know Jesus Christ, why don't you come along to a gathering of God's people? And this is what the first thing they say to me is, oh, I'm, I'm not good enough to come to church. Friends, I want to tell you, Jesus spent all of his time with people who considered that they weren't good enough to come to church. Today, you qualify for Jesus hanging around your life because you and I are made of the same stuff. We're all sinners in God's sight. There's another thing that this one verse tells us. It says that Jesus was full of two things. He was full of grace and he was full of truth. Now, truth is a missing commodity in society today. Right now, Christianity is facing some major, major issues in the Western world when a sports person gets fired for sharing a verse from the Bible. 
We're facing some major issues of freedom, of the right to personal belief and speech today. Right now we're at a crossroads in Western society. I've traveled all around the world preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And many of the nations I've been into, Christianity is not allowed to be preached. So I understand what happens within those nations. I know pastors whose houses have been burnt down. I know pastors who have spent years in jail for their faith in Jesus Christ. And so this morning, friends, it's come back to touch us in our own backyard, these major issues that we have. But you see, what the world has forgotten is that there is such a thing as absolute truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the truth. Truth is unbending. Truth will not change its message based on the audience in which it has been spoken to. The truth is the truth. No matter what we see, it is absolute. And so when our lives are confronted with the truth, as Maduri said today, she said the wages of sin is death. And friends, that means right now all of us are earning wages when we sin. And that word death means being separated from your Creator. And so what we're earning when we live a life that's apart from God and separated from God, why do we do that? Because we chose to. We made a decision. The heart, the control room chose to walk and live a life without God. And as a result of that, the truth will tell you that your heart is in need of some surgery. The truth will tell you that your heart has a disease called sin. It's called going my own way. It's called wanting to live my life independently of a creator because I don't want to submit to anybody. I want to be my own boss. I want to do what I want to do. Now that's what the truth is. So on one hand, John 1.14 says, Jesus was full of truth. But I praise God today, friends. Not only was he full of truth, but he said, I'm full of grace. Do you know what grace means? Grace means God's undeserved, unearned, unmerited favor that he bestows upon his creation because he loved us. So on one hand, the truth condemns us because we all know that we've fallen short of the glory of God. On one hand, truth says that you are a sinner. On one hand, truth says that you are condemned in your sins. But on the other hand, praise God. It says he was full of grace and truth, which means that God had a plan for you. And this is why we celebrate with such enthusiasm in this church today. That plan, my friends, was that somebody who qualified, somebody who had never sinned, somebody who lived a pure, faultless life, he would qualify to take your place. He would qualify to take my place. And that one person was Jesus Christ. He never sinned. He never fell short. He always hit the mark. And because of that, he was the only one that qualified to satisfy the justice courts of heaven. That one man who was without sin suffered the penalty for all of us and took our sin upon himself on that cross 
Friends, it's a huge thing to understand what Jesus Christ has done for you today. But I want to tell you something today. Your empty heart, your empty life no longer needs to remain empty this morning. Your empty life was designed for God to fill it. Your empty life today was designed for the fullness of God's love to permeate and saturate every part of your life. Do you know how we know that we're in trouble, friends? Let me tell you how you know you're in trouble. It's because you're doing things in your life that you don't want to do, but you don't know how to stop it. You don't know how to stop it. That's called being bound. That's called being a captive of your choices. The only one that could free me from my former lifestyle, the only one that had the power to do that was the resurrected Christ who broke the power of sin over my life and can break the power of sin over your life today. This is the message of the good news. It says this, that if you're prepared to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ today, on the one who paid the price for you, then today he wants to do a trade with you. He wants to trade your empty heart for a heart that's full of his love and full of his spirit. He wants to substitute his life and give a substitution of what he always intended for you and I to have. And that was an abundant life. That was a full life. That was a life that, that emanates and is saturated with God's freeing power within your life today. And as I come to a close in this message this morning, on Sunday morning, Resurrection Sunday, Jesus Christ provided a solution for your empty heart. It's called an empty tomb. If Jesus never rose from the dead, we would still be stuck in our sins. But today, you don't have to remain in that place where sin is ruling your life, where the disease of sin is affecting your choices, where bad choices are being made that just seems to spiral your life deeper and deeper into the mire of being held captive by the chains of your poor decisions. Today, today, is a day of salvation. Today is a day where your life can change. Today is a day where you get to trade your empty heart for a full heart. Today is a day where the Holy Spirit's power can set you free from your poor choices and turn your life around for all eternity. Not only that, not just for today, but for eternity for eternity, you can fix the problem that has separated you from your Creator, where sin's power can be broken over your life. What do I need to do, Pastor James, for this to happen to me today? It's simply this. It says that whosoever believes on Him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. What it means is that today you're prepared to believe on what Christ has done for you. And... You're prepared to commit to it. Many people don't understand that the gospel requires a commitment, a commitment to Christ. It is your commitment. That's what repentance means. It means I'm going to change the way I've been thinking about the way I've been living. I've been living my life second rate, or I've been living my life with wrong choices. I'm going to turn from those, that way of thinking, and I'm going to turn to Jesus Christ today. And I'm going to make a commitment, not only to believe, but to follow Jesus. Jesus said, come and follow me.
Come and follow me. Who are you following today? Who's the heroes of your life? Because the one thing that most of us in this room have in common, we have a hero that is beyond being a hero. He's the one who's done it all for us. And today he wants to do it for you.